You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. I am Steven Serta. I don't know why Ron the Show Hughley is pretending to be frozen right now when I can see him blinking. Um, I'm not pretending to be frozen. I'm stunned. I am stunned. Oh, that was your stunned face. I am. Are you? So you could just come out here and just talk like normal. You got the introductions in you. I am just blown away. I mean, this is how we've been doing these things all season, though. Yeah, we just got to come in. You don't have time to really get your bearings and try to process some of this stuff. You got to just go. And man, oh, man, did we have y'all have not. Listen, y'all. And I listen to the post games and I watch them. Y'all haven't come in after a game like that. Y'all hadn't come in. (laughs) We have not. To hell with anything. We have not. Uh, not all season long have we had a game like that, in my opinion. Man, 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 what a football game, Ron. Uh, that is Ron the Show Hughley uh, stepping up, filling in with me tonight after Thursday night football, an incredible football game between the Kansas City Chiefs and Los Angeles Chargers. Chiefs win it on a walk-off touchdown to Travis Kelsey. Kelsey went absolutely nuts. He was due 191 yards, two touchdowns for Travis Kelsey in this football game, including the game-winning touchdown. <sighs> the, I don't even know where to start. I, well, it, like... <laughs> this, this is where we'll start here. By the way, a, a few things that I want to take. The number one thing from all of this, and I want everybody out there listening, the number one thing from all of this. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to put my foot down here. We are not about to start. This Daniel Sorensen celebration as our touchdown celebration. Because Travis Kelsey <laughs> at the end of the game did it and did the stupid thing that that's that the thing. Dan, no, no, that's not gonna become the thing. If I see Tyreek sliding down doing that stupid Daniel thing or, or Clyde, no, that's the number one thing. We're, we're 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 gonna bury that now. But the thing with this game, I will never forget Gino Oriema head coach of UConn, one time they won a game and they talked to him afterwards and he said, hell, we got Diana and they don't. Well, it ain't just one guy. The Chiefs just got way too many dudes. I just tweeted that out after the game ended. They just got too many dudes. They don't even got to play well because tonight that offense did not play well, right? And, and I mean, and then till the fourth quarter happened and then – all hell broke loose, and they said, oh, we need to flip this switch and get it together. Um, Pat's missing throws all over the place, but ultimately what happens there is they got too many dudes that you got to try to handle to make plays with, and especially those three, those three that should be first ballot Hall of Famers when they lock it up, Patrick Mahomes, 
Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill. They just got too many dudes. And they showed up and showed out in the fourth quarter in overtime tonight. Yeah, well, and let's let's get into the offense a little bit because we were obviously messaging each other during the football game. And Patrick Mahomes had a couple of just very bad throws where uh, Inuasu, linebacker for the Los Angeles Chargers, was just totally reading him from the snap. And multiple times tonight, he was just staring down his first read. And I text you and I was just like, it feels like the Chiefs overcorrected their offense a little bit. Like early in the season, the turnovers were going absolutely crazy. Obviously, we talked about it a ton. And then they started to slow things down, started using the running backs more, de- designing screens, things like that, things around the line of scrimmage to try to slow some of the turnovers to the point where I, I think it took a little bit away from what makes Patrick Mahomes so special. And that's when he breaks the pocket and gets outside and makes some of these incredible throws. And for really outside of the first two drives offensively, basically until that late fourth quarter run, that's kind of how the offense was playing. Like they were a little scared and Mahomes was making some bad throws and he was making inaccurate passes and he was staring down wide receivers. And then in that fourth quarter, Andy said, all right, man, this is what it's about. This is, this is what we got you for. This is who you are. Go out there and do what you do. And he did, and he fed Tyreek Hill, and he fed Travis Kelsey. And this is the statement game that we've desperately been needing from the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, it wasn't pretty at times, and you're shorthanded defensively, but it's hard to come away from this football game upset in any way and not assuming that the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC now. Oh, so you're there because last week you were in here with the Patriots, and I told you, (laughs) I told you what Bill Belichick is bringing to the party and what Andy Reid's bringing to the party. Like, dude, no, they are the best team. And listen, we, we'll get to this. I said they got plenty of dudes. They did it without three of their best dudes on defense. And that defense stepped up. We got to get to them at some point here because that defense was huge tonight. I know they gave up yards. They gave up 28 points. Uh, this is the first time they've given up over 20 in six games. But I don't give a rip. They were special and kept this team out when they needed to, even Dan. Even sorry-ass Dan Sorensen, they were special tonight. But listen, you remember you remember the game. I said Chris Jones is out. He's their best defensive lineman. Jerry Sneed is out. He is their best corner uh, by far. And then Willie Gay, which me and you were really concerned about, that Austin Eckler matchup, uh, which they didn't really exploit, you know, luckily for the Chiefs. But they, they had three guys at different levels of the defense that were going to be out. And I told you before the game, I said, God, to our guy, the late, and great, Therese Paler. I'll never forget, he will say this to me. He goes, hey, sometimes Patrick Mahomes will just have an over-my-dead-body game. And I told you before the game, right? I said, this feels like a game where Patrick Mahomes is going to need to have an over-my-dead-body game. And to be frank with you, before that fourth quarter, Patrick was getting in the car and driving over the Chiefs himself. I mean, he was turning the he was turning the gun on the on the Chiefs himself. He was killing the Chiefs. I mean, there were touchdown like his refusal to throw touchdowns to McCole Hardman. Literally three <laughs> different times, McCole Hardman I mean, was shut up. Don't give me. I mean, that, that goes back to what I was saying. He was just doing the first reads. He was staring down wide receivers. Okay. Listen, uh, okay, 
the first one right down the gut. Yes, he was wide open, didn't look at him, then he didn't never even think about it. He was throwing it to Kelsey pre-snap. The second one, he has him wide open. They should he be at overtime. He just absolutely just just spikes the ball into the turf on fourth down. By the way, way too damn cute for my liking with Andy. But and then and then he had Hardman on the two-point conversion. It was the first read. He said to hell with that first read. He never even looked at him. <laughs> well, that so uh, I wanted to talk about that play anyways, because he had two wide receivers open on the or two pass catchers open on that read. And he just said no, but that was because oh, he was the Chargers at- were jumping those routes tonight, and they were reading him because he was staring him down. I, so it made him a little gun shy. So he no, said he no. Didn't. He, he never let Clyde flew. correct he never, the route, and no. he got Clyde for the two. So it still counted. We're good. Yeah, he never looked at Hardman. He was looking at at, at Tyreek Hill <laughs> the entire time. He had told himself in his head, "I'm going to Tyreek," and looked him, and then he looked at Kelsey. But my God, whatever. Like I said. He turned the wheel on the Chiefs himself. He was he was struggling. Like, and there was a part in that fourth quarter where I hadn't seen Travis Kelsey get this frustrated. He pissed Travis off on the second down and five, and he had Travis open and he spiked the ball into the turf again. And Travis showed outwardly showed his anger there. And then they of course came back and 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 that piano jumped on uh Travis's back on his way to the one yard line and he couldn't score. But listen, they they struggled, but but dude, Pat can Pat can stink it up for his standards for three quarters, and then show you why he is the best in the game that we have today. That fourth quarter in overtime, Patrick Mahomes, when he had to make plays, was special. He didn't have it tonight. He wasn't reading anything worth a damn. He didn't. But he had to be special. He did it, and he had to, and he used those two guys that are board, uh, that are straight up Hall of Famers. And and two of the best that we have in the game as well, and they were and they were special. Damn, Damn. they 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 needed Damn. they needed this game. They they needed this performance. They needed this win, and this was going to decide the AFC West. And for a lot of the game, I was like, they are not winning this football game. But that's part of why we had all of this. Like, I don't I can't even think of what to call it, but like. We assume in every game that the Chiefs, no matter how much they are down, how much they are struggling, that Patrick Mahomes can do that because he has always done that. And this season he struggled to do that, but he desperately needed a game where he put it all together at the end and won it for them, and he did it tonight. Like, this was that game we were pointing to, and I think we were all upset that the Chiefs' defense was not at full strength, that the Chargers weren't even at full strength because yeah, they, of the their tackle issues. was out. Yeah, because the COVID issues plaguing the NFL and going into this, we talked about it a lot. Like this is the game where everybody who's questioning them, everybody who's saying uh, they've had some weird stuff happen on this winning streak. And that's why they keep winning football games. That's why the defense looks so much better. Like this was the game where they needed it to happen. And those guys being out, like, can we talk about Spags for a second? Because <laughs> Spags put out a masterpiece tonight as far as i'm concerned i understand i that... think masterpieces are a bit strong <laughs> but i mean but hey they they stepped up when they needed to cuz they i mean we're going to be honest i mean the, the the chargers were running all over their asses and and justin herbert was getting stuff but when they needed to we'll get to we'll get to brandon staley like come on now hey man you got to check back just a few times like i mean my god I'll give it to Brandon Staley. He said, damn it, I'm going to let it hang, and I'm going to let that thing hang all night long. All right, I'm going to do it, except for he didn't go for two. I mean, hell, why not? But 
but but no, like Spags, I wouldn't say masterpiece sort of, but he was. But they what they needed to do in a big way, they were able to do when they needed to on all those fourth downs. And then the drive at the end, because Serta, I know we'll get to a lot of stuff here, and I know I'm jumping around. I don't give a rip. When Justin Herbert had the ball with a minute 20 left, and I think they got to get a field goal, oh, hell. I mean, what they've been doing all game was moving the ball in between the 20s. I side with Brandon Staley on this. Go for it on the fourth downs. I, I, I'm totally fine with it because – I don't think that you necessarily need to operate against this Chiefs team that way this season as we have seen teams do because they simply haven't been as explosive. They simply haven't been as consistent offensively as we're used to them being. And so you don't have to operate that way, but I don't have a problem operating that way in a game like this where you come into this game saying this is going to decide the division. Like if we sweep the Chiefs, we are going to win the AFC West. And so I don't have a problem with Brandon Saley being ultra aggressive throughout the entire game. Like, I love that approach. I wish more coaches would do that. Like, the Chiefs don't even attempt two. That was only their second two-point conversion attempt of the season, I believe. Like, I would like to see Andy do some of that stuff. So I don't disagree with the fourth down play calls, but they just didn't execute them, and it didn't work. And so we're going to talk about those field goals that they left on the table a lot probably over the next couple of days. But when it comes down to it, yeah, the Chiefs defense, shorthanded, missing some of their best players, they came up big and they they made plays. Nick Bolton was absolutely mm. lights out tonight. Like Nick Bolton came in this game and said, all right, I'm I'm trying to make sure some people outside of Kansas City know who Nick Bolton is after this football game. And he did that. He He was fantastic tonight. Like it was his best game as a professional and with Willie Gay out and the massive improvements that he's made since he's come into that defense, you couldn't have asked for more out of Nick Bolton. He was absolutely incredible. tonight. No, and they needed, they needed him because, you know, I, I was, like I said, man, I, I think the chargers dropped the ball. I don't completely agree with the field goal things. I mean, I under, I respect his aggressiveness. The one at the end of the half, especially to me, I think you've got to take the points there. You got to take the points there and go. There just there were just points where I think it was becoming very obvious that you're like this wasn't a game where the Chiefs' offense was just going to run up and down the field on you, right? Like your defense was doing stuff where boy, if they got a a two score lead, like it, it may be difficult. But by the way the Chiefs were playing, so I I, I think a couple of those field goals he, he probably should have taken, but. As you said, this Chiefs defense, I don't want to specify this, man, or, or, or drop this enough. Like, they're playing without their best player, in my opinion. I think Chris Jones is their best defensive player, and we've seen him wreck and ruin games. The Dallas Cowboy game, he absolutely ruined the game. They, they do not win the game if he's not there. And, look, I, I'm going to disagree a little bit with, with Troy Aikman. Like, listen, I love Chris Jones. Like, I don't know if Chris Jones is stopping that run game. I mean, he may he may have jumped in there a couple of times, but I'm telling you, um, Chris jo- Chris Jones would have been out there taking some chances and leaving holes wide open behind him. <laughs> uh, if I know if I know nine five, uh, but I think there were some big pressures that you missed out on with him on on Justin Herbert. So I think that's a big key uh, missing out. But man, when you can buckle down, like we we we've said this for years, sort of field goals with this Chiefs offense are wins. If you can hold 
a, an offense like the Chargers to field goals, they're wins. And they set themselves up a bunch of times to hold them for field goals, but Brandon Staley was out here just shoot dice. He was, going, was, for, he was going for, for tutties. <laughs> going for both and just and just getting and just getting killed every single time. But what was it? What was it? Four times they stopped them, including a huge turnover. Uh, where they got where Tashawn Wharton comes in and and knocks the ball out as they were. I mean, four different times they were in the red zone and not only and not just held the red zone, they were inside the 10. And not only did they not score or give up field goals, they didn't give up points. Enormous. I mean, and they kept playing with the Chiefs offense just screwing them over. That interception passed <laughs> through like, God, man. Uh, like, and that was in Iwasi. That was the second time he had just read Pat pre-snap and knew exactly where he was going. He almost picked off the first one. So, And then he went back to it again. And he, he was right there. Yeah. And yeah. Pat pulled it back and said, nope, I'm not doing that again. But just to highlight again how special Nick Bolton was tonight. Uh, from our guy, Ron Kopp at ArrowheadPride.com. Nick Bolton with a team leading 14 total tackles, three passes defended, including one that led to an interception and that, and one that was a stop on the fourth down pass attempt. Like he was absolutely special for them tonight. Like he was fantastic. He was the highlight of the football game for me. I think outside of that fourth quarter uh, run that the chiefs went on to, to actually put the game away and, and walk out of that thing with the win. But again, that was also, they were struggling with Chris Jones out of the game to put pressure on Justin Herbert all night. Like they still had their moments, but part of the reason why I think this was like a Spags masterpiece is Spags said to hell with it. We don't yeah, have did. Chris Jones. Yeah. I'm dialing up pressure any way I possibly can. I'm going to blitz Justin Herbert. I don't care if he's got an incredible arm and he's going to beat me sometimes. That's how we're going to get to him. And that's how we're going to try try to get some sacks I mean, tonight because I mean, we just, Without Chris Jones, it's what they had to do. I mean, the fearlessness. Like, I don't know. Like, I just – I got to believe that Spags was just just ignoring that uh, that Mike Hughes was lined up in single coverage with Mike Williams just on all these blitzes and just saying, I, yep, I'm just going to ignore it. All right? It's not – that's not over there. That's not over there. Because that's what I'm sitting there thinking is just – get to him fast. Just throw it up. Just, just to buy a little time and just throw it up because he jumped over everybody, but it, it didn't. But you, you're right. Like stick to it, and he just said, "F it, man. I'm sending them all every time. I'm gonna send them and get your hands up and knock it down, and I'm gonna send them." Uh, like I just like those moments, man. Four downs, three different times they go for fourth down and they stop them to get the ball over, especially at the end of the half, which changed, which you felt like really changed things because the the Chargers have really had the momentum then, and then the fumble that they got. And then I cannot emphasize enough, dude, at the end when the Chiefs score and they tie it up at 28, it's a minute 20-something left, and you, they got Justin Herbert. I remember I tweeted out. I said, well, Herbert, it's your turn. Like this thing was feeling like Montana and, and Elway in 90, 93 or whatever that was on that Monday night football game in Denver. Like it's your turn, it's your turn, except these guys aren't 40. But I like I'm – I'm looking at this and I'm like, dude, and they just got to get in field goal range, man. That's all they got to do is to get in field goal range. And and I thought that was going to happen, but Traverius Ward didn't lose his mind when he was down <laughs> by himself. And I thought, I, you never know, I thought he was just going to reach out and grab him, but he didn't lose his uh -huh. mind. And they played and they stopped them. And, hell, they even gave, they gave Patrick, what, 17 seconds. 
uh, with three timeouts to try to get in field goal range. That was special by that defense tonight. I, I don't give a rip how many yards they got. That was special tonight. Well, and that Charvarius Ward play with Keenan Allen that was not flagged. I was shocked they didn't throw a flag on well, that. To be that was the right call. And it's a, I, I mean, it's a, it's, it, it's a game costing play if they do throw the flag there. And I, I was shocked that they didn't do it. But yeah, the Chiefs defense held up on that final possession and forced overtime. That and then once, good. once Patrick Mahomes hit Travis Kelsey in the open field tonight, Travis Kelsey was just unstoppable. He needed this game. Travis needed this game bad. Coming off those two performances where he had 27 yards in back-to-back games, Travis needed this game. Yeah, he had he had one touchdown in the last like eight or nine weeks. Um, uh, so I so yeah he he needed, but man, that dude's the best tight end in football, and it, it it's gonna come, and and obviously it did in a major way where he almost hit 200 yards. Right, another year where he's over a thousand yards uh i think they said on the on the telecast that eight straight years where he's over 850 yards my god it's it's just absolutely ridiculous uh that he is i i will say as we're talking about this defense uh sir i i i gotta give him credit man maybe the masterpiece part of of what spags did tonight was daniel Sorensen was big tonight like he he stepped up in a big way tonight, like he's he knocked down one of the plat passes on fourth down because Keenan Allen was dead open, uh, he, and it would have been a touchdown if he got it through him. But he knocked down a pass. He was good in coverage at times. Like there, there was a play on that last drive where, like Mike Hughes helped him out in a major way, but Dan was there to defend that and got over there. Like Dan Dan Sorensen played, uh, and I know he got an interception for a touchdown against Denver. But that was the best game I've seen Dan play in two years. Like Dan was all around in a big way, and you knew he was going to be on the field a lot tonight because, one, I mean, Spags loves him, and, two, they had situations <laughs> and issues where I knew he was going to be playing a lot of nickel and playing in that linebacker position, and he was big. He was big. He was big tonight. But, like, this is, this is like, real quick, just overall, right, right there – this is why when 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 people worry worry about the Chiefs, worry about the Chiefs, and I'm like, hey man, these guys sort of have been through too many games, too many games. They don't panic, even if they're playing bad. They don't panic, and right here, they just they showed it, man. Like they are they are fine. They are battle tested. They've been to back to back Super Bowls, three straight AFC Championship games, and they played in every big game imaginable. And they're never going to panic. And they always believe they got a shot and got a chance. And their dudes step up and make plays. This is why when you're going to tell me you're going to bring, I'm going to my soapbox, you're going to bring Mac Jones to the party and you think he's going to stop this? You're going to bring Ryan Tannehill to the party and you think his ass is going to stop this? No chance. These guys have been here many, many times. And they showed this again. Like, they – like calm down don't worry like i hate this but i think the chiefs are a team that can flip the switch they flip that sucker in the fourth quarter i don't think it's wise for them to live and die on that but they can and and this is just another example why this team is battle tested and you you got to give them a little credit and 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 just they're struggling they'll they'll get there well and i think that's been a big problem with them over the last couple of years really during the regular season is that yeah they can flip the switch 
it just leads to sometimes them making a lot of bad mistakes and not executing properly and just looking kind of out of sorts, which is kind of how they've looked offensively a lot of the year. But again, I think that comes back to the turnovers and the mistakes early in the season where we saw they were still moving the ball at a really high efficient rate and they kept turning the football over and they kept hurting themselves. Then came the overcorrection where, okay, now we dusted off the Alex Smith playbook. We're going to play around the line of scrimmage. We're going to design screens. We're going to run the football more. And that overcorrection, I think made Mahomes kind of forget like, Oh yeah, but this is what makes me special. Like, let me, let me get outside the pocket and keep my eyes downfield because he stopped doing that. And we've talked about it a ton over the last few weeks. He was getting the ball out as fast as any quarterback in the NFL because the chiefs were just dialing up short stuff around the line of scrimmage to try to help slow down the turnovers. And it has, but that quick read offense you saw get exposed a little bit tonight by the chargers because Mahomes wasn't scanning the field. He was trying he was staring down wide receivers and he got burned on it a couple of times. And so then once the fourth quarter rolled around, it was like, oh yeah, this is that, that offense again, Tyree kill had his first hundred yard yeah. game since week four of the NFL season. It is worth mentioning Tyree kill did leave the game uh, for a little bit towards the end. They, I, I didn't see a specific injury designation or what he was dealing with. I felt I thought it felt like he was cramping or something. Yeah, It like was, that. it was something with the leg and they were stretching yeah. him out and he was, but then yeah, he came back in but, and caught a, a huge second down uh, play. I mean, that's. I mean, it felt like that's who it was. It was Kelsey and him on that final drive because uh, uh, it feels like it felt like Pat wasn't throwing to anybody else. Uh, so it, it felt like that was the case. But he came back in and made big plays down the stretch, even after they stretched him out there. I I hope because I think you brought up a, a really good point there, Serta is like. Uh, you hope that this is something that really helps them find themselves, find this this offense that in that yeah. second half when they just they've said been to trying hell to do with it, it all year. Yeah, I think they said to hell with it, and like that looked like them, right? Like let's go and make big plays. There was a big uh, pass play down the field that he threw to Tyreek, and, and Tyreek was interfered, but he caught it. But hell, just throw it, man. Like, that's what you guys do. Sometimes y'all got to just – we said this last week on the podcast. Sometimes y'all got to just say F it and, and throw it because this is you. And it looked like to me and, – and, and Joey Bosa was helping because he was – I mean, it just – I mean, awful uh, uh, pass rush integrity from Joey Bosa. I mean, he just continued to give up the edge and allowed Patrick Mahomes to run out to the side mm-hmm. that Patrick Mahomes wants to run out to. Like, he was just helping him out. and and. But that's what they do. Like it looked like Pat was seeking to get out of the pocket so he could go and make plays and be this Chiefs offense. And I, you would hope if you're Chiefs fans that maybe this shook things up a bit to make them bring themselves back to what it is that they do. Yeah, I'd have to go back and watch it, but I think in overtime, Mahomes did the same thing like three times in a row. Yeah, where just, he just waited Bo- for, for Bosa to come up. Yeah, Bosa hard. just came. Bosa just came flying in like a wrecking ball, and Mahomes just stepped up and then ditched the pocket, ran to his right, and made a fantastic throw. Like that's when he's at his best. When he can improv, when he can just get outside the pocket and make throws, and that's when Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey are at their best because that's when we talk about how Andy kind of gives them the freedom to just okay, you got options on your route. Just go get open. And that's how you maximize the talent of those players. And that's something that the offense has really been lacking because of the turnover issues and the overcorrection to try to mitigate the turnovers a little bit. 
this was the first time all year I feel like, and I, I don't, I don't count the Raiders games. This was the first time all season where I was like, okay, this is that offense. This is that offense that, and the defense, the way they played without, without Chris Jones and, and Legereus Sneed and Willie Gay. Like if this defense, once they're fully healthy and they're good to go, if this offense can do that and turn it on and win football games when they absolutely have to, it's the best team in the AFC. No, it is, and I and I stood by that. I, I said to myself, maybe they're not playing like the best team in the AFC, but, oh, you look up now, they've won seven straight games. Maybe they're not playing like the best team in the AFC and, and the Patriots. But I've just said to myself, if the Patriots are the team that is standing in the way and the team that they got to beat and overtake, I don't give a damn what Bill Belichick does. And he's great. When Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey – flip the switch to go nutsville. He can't stop it. He never has been able to stop it. He didn't stop it when when he was here in 2018. He just happened to have Tom Brady on his team. He didn't stop it other year. I mean, he hasn't been he didn't stop when Alex Smith kicked off the season one year after those guys all went nuts, the same three guys that I'm talking about. He didn't stop it when 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 the Chiefs went down and beat him the Super Bowl year in New England, he has not stopped them when they decide to go nuts. And he does not have enough on the other end to match this go nuts because he doesn't have Brady anymore. I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to be honest with you. If, if you have listened to me before, uh, sort of, you, I didn't have any pants on in the fourth quarter. Uh, <laughs> when I get excited, pants fly <laughs> off. I don't even know how they like, I don't, I know I don't own a pair of tearaway pants like you used to in basketball. Like, like- in high- you you don't own any? I don't know. I don't Do they know still what make it, those? I don't own any either. I think so. I think at just for feet you could still get them. But <laughs> I don't. I don't know how my pants came off. But I ripped them. I ripped them off like that, and they were just gone. And I'm literally in my drawers currently. I am just not, ruined. The pants are just ruined. Maybe so. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I I don't have any pants on at all. At all, I don't. Okay. I'm looking at Brandon Staley right now, man. He's got to be. Come on, man. You didn't well, look nine points on that board, man. I I appreciate you sharing that, Brandon Staley. Don't ever kick field goals again. I, I don't. I don't care what the haters oh. say. Do your thing, my guy. I, I thought that you coached a, a good football game, and Justin Herbert. We got to give him a little bit of love here. Like Justin Herbert was fantastic to. tonight too. <laughs> he he, he was. Justin Herbert is a special special NFL quarterback and watching him and Mahomes do this for a long time it is going to be a ton of fun but I I, I I disagree with the fantastic he was cool I mean he's 22 or 38 for 236 in a in a, in a pick with two touchdowns I, I, I I'm sorry I expect Justin Herbert against that Chiefs defense no pass rush Mike freaking Hughes I expect him to get his team in field goal range with two timeouts in a minute 22 and he didn't even get it close they had to punt so I, I'm sorry, man. He was wow. he was good, but I mean, well, and I mean, if they get some of these fourth down calls, we're talking about a very different football game. But well, a, well he was a part of it. Justin Herbert is <laughs> very, very is a very, very special player. So my final takeaway from this football game is that the Chiefs are are back, and, and this team is ready now. Like they needed this game, they needed to prove it against an upper echelon team in the AFC because we keep making excuses as to why they've got on this run, why they put this to get put this together and why the defense has made this turnaround. This was the game where if you won this game, no matter how you played with how shorthanded you were on defense, if you found a way to win this game, 
you're back and, and you have to fear them the way that you felt them the last three years. And that's where I'm at right now. That That is who they are because the AFC is absolutely wide open and the Chiefs have won seven in a row and they just put on one of the best football games or more entertaining football games, at least of the entire NFL season, in my opinion. That game was absolutely riveting and the Chiefs are back. Yeah, it was a game of the year. I think my final takeaway, Serta, is um, is the defense. And this defense is real. Uh um, I'm not I'm not going to say the E word elite, but this defense is real. What they did with those three guys out um, and they're three of their best guys. Right. Like I think Tyron Matthew was the best guy in the secondary. But I think you can argue that that Snead is right there with them, uh, especially their best corner. And then uh, I think Willie Gay has been their best uh, running or their best linebacker. And then obviously Chris Jones, I think, is their overall best defensive player. They've. They've, they've had some real fortunate uh, things occur in this stretch of games where their defense has spun it around. You know, they played Daniel Jones and the Giants and Judge Joe Brown who throws up all over himself every Sunday. They played the Packers without Aaron Rodgers, so that's a completely different team. They played the Raiders right after their receivers were all hurt and their coach got fired and the Henry Ruggs situation. They got the Cowboys without their left tackle. Amari Cooper went down with COVID, and then CeeDee Lamb couldn't play in the second half. They got the Broncos when you get to play Black Chad Pennington. That's enough said. All right, and then they they, they play the Raiders again who struggled. This was a game where you're like, all right, is this defense really good? Because this is one of the real elite offenses in the game. Elite quarterback, uh, great receivers, great skilled guys. Can they, can they hold up against them? Not only did they hold up, they made special big-time plays Without those three guys, this defense is elite – or not elite. This defense is for real. Let me get that right. This you can defense, say elite. You can say I'm not elite. Saying it's it. fine. I'm not ready to go there. This defense is for real. And I got to pull back on the thing. We've talked about this. I said, man, I just don't think the Chiefs can get to where they want to get to and this defense be the best part of their team. I'm going to have to rethink that a little bit because – this defense is capable of carrying them against good teams, and I think that's something they showed today. Again, Chiefs win in overtime on a walk-off 34-yard touchdown from Travis Kelsey, who went absolutely nuts in the fourth quarter in overtime to put the Chiefs ahead and atop the AFC West definitively over the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chiefs improved to 10-4 and with a seven-game win streak. And they've got the Pittsburgh Steelers coming to town on December 26th. This was a fun one. This was, this was the game of the year. Yeah, right? this was this game lived up to everything that we hoped it would be. Uh, COVID did not impact it the way it is impacting a lot of the NFL. And it was fantastic. It, w- it was just a brilliant football game uh, put on by two great head coaches and two fantastic young quarterbacks. Yeah. So they may see this team again. Yes, and they could easily see this team again. So make sure you're following Ron Hughley at Real Ron the Show on Twitter. I'm Steven Serta. That's where you can find me. As always, please make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review everything that we are doing on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. Ron having himself a nice celebratory Michelob Ultra at the end of the pod. I like it. I don't have any beer. I got. I still got work to do after this show. But thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you're locked in the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network for the rest of the weekend. 
got best of dropping on Saturday morning to hold you over until Monday as the Chiefs will turn towards the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll talk to you then. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. After the Chiefs' thrilling walk-off touchdown in overtime over the Los Angeles Chargers, we heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, tight end Travis Kelsey, and linebacker Anthony Hitchens. Before we get to those players, let's hear Travis Kelsey's walk-off touchdown one more time. Now just one catch. Shy of Otis Taylor. Here is Kelsey. Still going. Still going. Kelsey. Good night. Touchdown. Chiefs win it. As I mentioned, we'll go in that order, starting with Andy Reid, followed by quarterback Patrick Mahomes, then tight end Travis Kelsey. And we'll wrap up a huge week 15 win with linebacker Anthony Hitchens. Here's Andy Reid. Um, but what a great job he's done uh, with this team. And uh, it was a battle. It was like two heavyweights going after each other, and um, we were able to uh, have the ball last. Uh, you know, my echoes off to Melvin Ingram for winning two coin flips, and uh, and here he comes back <clears throat> to a team that he loved for all those years and um, had an opportunity to um, put on the uniform of his rival, one of the rivals, and and do such a nice job for us. So um, Nick Bolton on defense had a nice night uh, with 14 tackles and Yang uh, stepping in at tackle, back in at tackle, and did a good job. He kind of persevered through some ups and downs. He's going against one of the better defensive ends in the National Football League, and he got him a couple times, but he also Yang hung in there and got him a couple times. So uh, it was a great battle to watch. Um, offensively, um, Pat, you know, you got an idea when things, you know, I mean, he just keeps firing, and that's a part you love about him. He's never never out of it mentally of a game. He just keeps rolling 400-plus yards. Um, Tyreek Hill was was uh, unbelievable with the job that he did. Uh, his energy level, man, I wish I could tap into that, man. He, he's unbelievable with endurance, quickness, all those things combined, speed. <clears throat> and then <clears throat> for, for the old man, Kelsey, um, you know, uh, when everybody's talking about him losing a step or being off his game, here he steps up and um, looked pretty fast to me. Man, alive. He was rolling. 
So listen, I, I'm, uh, the, you know, the offensive line, defensive line, every, every, you know, this is one of those games everybody did good. The coaching staff uh, was incredible. <clears throat> there was never any panic on the sideline, which um, I appreciate. And uh, EB had a, a great game plan, as did Steve Spagnuolo. I mean, his, his that, that defense is rolling right now, and his his preparation is has been tremendous. And uh, and then Dave Tobe, um, after that first one, he made a few little corrections in there, and uh, special teams took off from there. So, anyways, with that time, George. Obviously, you know, you have some great defensive stance, but when 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 the team uh, got that got that uh, fumble down at the goal line and then turned over, what did you say to them? Obviously, you know, when they when they Got the, got the fumble, gave it back, and they scored. Yeah. I said, we got a lot of time left. You know, we just, you just, you know, the guys know. They know when they make a mistake. Andy, with respect to that. What does Pat mean? He missed Hardman on the fourth down play, and then through the interception, when he does the backup. What does Pat mean at that point? Yeah, so listen, I, he just, he keeps firing. And, and so he wants to know. What went wrong? He normally knows himself, and um, uh, so you, you just talk to him and make sure he just stays stays with it and um, get the get whatever mistake is taking place, just get it corrected and move on. Go ahead, Andy. Andy it's really along the same lines with Patrick. I mean, you, you've seen it quite a number of times now, but you, are you at a point where you, you know you can count on that that nothing going wrong is going to going to take him off? Yeah, resilience? always. Yeah, yeah. So that's. He's unique that way. You guys have been around him now for a few years, and, and you've seen just about everything here. So, um, but he's going to stick stick with it. Trust himself. Trust the guys around him. Trust the calls. He doesn't ever question that stuff. I mean, he just goes and plays. And I mean, there's so many little things that I appreciate from him, and uh, that's why he's one of the greatest. You know, is, so. that, is that? Is it? I guess is it is it harder to understand than, than it might appear? I mean, it's not just something the guy snaps his fingers and does. Yeah, you're playing against a good football team, so not everything's going to be perfect. Um, whether it's a rush or transition between you and the back, and you're pulling it out, and you know it hinders a step. You know, I mean, there are all kinds of things. Or every once in a while, he throws a bad ball. You know, so I mean, that happens. It happens to every quarterback in this league. We're fortunate. Here to have a good one, and so so are the Chargers. Coach, towards the end of regulation, obviously uh, Harrison Butler he got a wide range of his legs. How much consideration did you give to maybe allowing him to try a 65, 70 yard? Yeah, I felt like if we got to the 40, we'd probably be in the ballpark there. And um, you know, we we just needed to get to that spot. We weren't we weren't able to do that. But. You know, then by the time you know we ran out of time there, so we're down to five seconds. Took a knee and just said, "Listen, we have Melvin <laughs> for the coin." <laughs> <laughs> Andy, um, when you're in a must-pass situation, down eight, down seven, um, what did you feel like worked with everyone that wasn't Patrick on the field that allowed him to be? I, yeah, I just thought the guys, the receiving core. And tight ends, we were rotating everybody. Just trying to keep them as fresh as we could later in the game. And I thought they all stepped up and did a great job. So they, they jumped into a little bit of man coverage on us in the second half and a little bit more than what they had in the first half. So 
um, you got to you got to win one on one, right? And <clears throat> and then know where the hole player is or the thief robber player coming out of the sky. And so um, you know the guys handled that well and got themselves open. And and then after they caught the ball, there were yaks involved. So that, I thought that was big too. You've talked almost after every game about the margins are so small, right? Yeah. I'm just wondering, is there anything to the idea that you guys have won this division for so long that there's some sort of advantage when those margins are so small, being on your side and a disadvantage being on the other side? Well, tonight, yes. The last time we played them, no. <laughs> so, um, you know, they, it, I, I do trust our guys. And I think they trust themselves, which is huge in those situations. You know, but... Um, you, you got to go out and you got to produce like this. So your back's to the wall, and you know the guys, you know they bear down when they needed to bear down, and uh, that was a that was a great job. Yeah. Andy, yeah. I have two, but one really quick one was Tyreek just cramping or did he tweak something? Yeah, he um, he had a couple things just where things were tightening up on him, um, mainly because he was running like 50 yards every play down the field. And uh, so we're just trying to get him a blow in there so he wouldn't cramp up, you know. But he, uh, he's unbelievable, man. His endurance for a fast guy is phenomenal. I mean, it's hard, hard to find that in this league that can run with his speed play after play after play after play. And then I wanted to ask you about Travis as well. You, you referenced it in, in your open, but obviously there has been conversation about his past few weeks. Could you sense just the emotion of a game like this from him? Um, well, he's, he's emotional every game. I mean, he loves to play. Um, uh, I, I would tell you that the three catches, the last two games that he's had, you know, six total catches, um, uh, you know, I could do a better job of working him into the, the mix a little better. And and so, we, you know, E.B. and I sat down and threw some things together along with – Mike and Joe and Greg Lewis. So we, we, we met just to try to find ways. Tom Melvin's always got a bunch of ideas. And so we threw a few of these things in there and, um, you know, it worked out, worked out okay. Again, his endurance down the stretch, though, you know, for an older player. I mean, he's kind of our elder statesman, right? So I'm, I, I keep saying that. It's not like he's over the hill by any means. Um, but <clears throat> he... Uh, his acceleration after the catch, I mean, that was that was something, man. That late in the game. Hey, Andy, I, I know what it felt like watching that game. I'm just wondering from a coach's perspective on the sideline to be involved in a game like that, what is it like? You know, it's kind of crazy because until the moment has ended, uh, you're just tunneled in on the game plan. So you're trying to find the next thing that you think might work. And so, and then when it's over, you go, whoa, you know. If I could jump, I'd jump, you know, with excitement. But um, it was just, uh, it was that locker room was great. I mean, it was phenomenal. The guys after the play, um, well, walk off. It's like a walk off home run, you know, in baseball. But you have a walk off like that, and the celebration. You look over and you see the guys jumping around, and you know all the hard work that goes into it. I mean, that's satisfying. Yeah, you talked about a little bit about this a minute ago, but uh, regarding Kelsey, what, what, was there anything else about tonight's game that allowed him to have a big night? No, listen, I I don't think so. I mean, he uh, he's been, these guys have been so sore the last couple of days. I mean, I, and I I imagine they 
were the same way on the other side, but to muster it up to get ready to travel and then play, um, you know, on a Thursday, that's that's not an easy thing. So some there's a lot of mental preparation that goes into that. And, um, and not that there isn't for the other days, but really for these Thursday games, it's you got to get yourself right and do it quickly. Coach, uh, you always talk about the next man up mentality. Uh, last week down the <clears throat> Uh, the guys, Siren talked about rallying to play for Snee last week, down Snee this week, and also Chris Jones. Talk about the grit that the defense got. Yeah, and Willie, right? So, <clears throat> so they, uh, you know, Bolton steps in, right, and has a big day. Um, they all, they all um, picked up the pieces, you know, 56, you know, I mean, 49 back there again, uh, you know, starting and did a nice job. You got. 21. I mean, I can, you know, the guys. So, and making plays, just going, no hesitation. It'll be good to get them back, though, all those guys. You know, Coach, just to follow up on, on Nick Bolton, um, in your conversation with Steve Spagnola, just how much has Bolton reminded you of a veteran here in, in his first year? Yeah, listen, he's he's gotten better every opportunity he's had to, to play, <clears throat> and um, he's got a bright future down the road. Uh, Veach did a nice job bringing him here and uh, Brett and his scouts have just uh, really studied him. He's a great kid. Uh, he doesn't say a whole lot, but he he knows knows what he's doing, and and the guys know that. The veteran players know that. And then he's he's a sure tackle. He had a couple tackles down the stretch there, um, as did 21. I mean, these, these are, those are sure tackles right there. I mean, you yeah. know. So... Andy, when you see them keep going through fourth down plays and, and you guys stopping them, what does that say about the magnitude of the game, how they approached it? And they, did that change anything from your perspective? <clears throat> yeah, so that's what they do. I mean, they do it with everybody. It wasn't just us. I mean, that's one of the things that they – we knew that coming into the game, that uh, if it's fourth down, it's, I mean, the head coach has said it. You know, he said uh, that's like third down to them, right? So, um, But you got to stop them. And so our guys got enough of those uh, to help. And we kind of went through the same thing. So we got stopped too. But, you know, you, it's a long field to drive. But both teams ended up driving the length of the field with pretty good drives. So. Last one. Uh, coach, obviously, great win. Players will probably have the weekend off, come back Tuesday. With all the new protocols that the NFL sent out, what was your message to the players in the locker room on, on you know, going further? Yeah, I wasn't giving them any time off. No, I am. I, but, you know, you're like, yeah. So, anyways, they're, they're getting a little time off. Be safe. Be smart who you hang with. Be safe. And then the leagues, we went over all the new rules. Rick did uh, just now. So, they would, they would know what's expected. All right, thank you. All right, good. Thank you. Thanks, Andy. What is he following yourself and what do you think the team is following? Yeah, I think we just we just fought. I mean, at the end of the day, um, they didn't play any different coverages. Um, we didn't call any different plays. Just guys stepped up to the challenge. I mean, obviously, those those two drives before that where I dirted the fourth down play and threw the interception um, put us in the hole. But I think guys just, just rallied and fought and, and found a way to win the game. Patrick, what do you see from Travis over these past few weeks as he's not been putting up what he's typically been put up that maybe led to him getting back to his old self today? Yeah, I mean – I think what I've seen in Travis just over the last few years um, is the maturity to, to know that it's not it's not 
about the numbers. It's about winning football games. And I think this year has been big for him where he hasn't put up the, the same numbers, but he's but his mentality has never changed. He's been a leader on this team. Um, he's more happy for anyone uh, other than himself. Um, and, and when his number gets called, he goes out there and makes plays in big moments. And uh, that's what that's what special players do. And uh, he's, a, he's a special player, and I'm glad he's on my team. Yeah, beyond that, you guys, I mean, obviously, any team that has success, you're happy for him. But you guys seem to really have a special bond. What's it like when you two connect on, on the moment that you did yeah, I mean that was a special moment just in general. I mean, I, I never, I don't think I've ever been a part of a walk-off uh, touchdown or anything like that. Um, and so, um, to to be be in that moment, find him underneath and him making such a, a dynamic play where, <clears throat> I mean, he cut back, ran ran by people. I mean, he, you would think he's old, so he can't run by people, but he's still running by people. Um, and and he got in the end zone. It was just a special moment, and I'm glad that I mean all that hard work that he puts in every single day is paying off. Yeah, I just said I love you, man. I mean, he was the first guy that came up to me after the interception that was just like, hey, let's show that heart. Let's show, let's show, get back out there. We believe in you. I mean, it seems like he's always, always that guy for everybody. I mean, he has a true belief in every single person on this team, um, and and we feed off that that energy that he brings every single day. Same, uh, Patrick. That heart, toughness, whatever you want to call it. Not that you weren't tough as a team with heart, whatever. In your first year playing, I'm just wondering, do you feel big picture that you guys have taken that? Yeah, I think these last few weeks, um, you've seen it with the defense and the swagger that they've had. You've seen guys step up on that defense and, and make plays whenever their number's called. Um, you've seen offense, uh, even when games are, are ugly and they're not the games that you're used to having, stepping up making drives at the end of games to win football games. Um, and that, that, that's what happened today. I mean, the defense held us in that game, all those fourth down stops um, against a really, really good offense. <laughs> Um, and then at the end of the day, the offense, we stepped up in those last three drives and, and got down there and, and scored when we needed to. Patrick, you, uh, we talked about all season about how Travis was being played and doubled, you know, getting physical at the line of scrimmage. Were you surprised down the stretch that he was, you know, one-on-one and ended up being that wide open? Yeah, they, they brought a pressure off the side, so it kind of had to force them to get in a one-on-one uh, coverage. They are trying to catch us in kind of like a, a five-man protection. Um, we were able to get it picked up, so it put him in that one-on-one situation. So it just, I mean, they had gotten us on that pressure earlier in the game, I think with a nickel uh, coming off and making uh, and getting right to me where I threw the ball away. And so we kind of learned from that. We were able to pick it up. Um, and then it puts our guys in one-on-one situations, and uh, we have some of the, the best guys in the league whenever they're in one-on-one coverage. Patrick, a uh, two, two-part thing. What, first, it's just what, what, what did happen on the ball you dirted and on the intercept, and then I'll, I'll ask you to, to follow up. It's just a really shitty throw. Sorry, my language. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's all it was. You mean you short-armed it? <laughs> no, it was. I grabbed the ball, and I, 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 the motion was just a tad late. Uh, I let it go a little too long, and then he was wide open. So I tried to hurry up and just throw it to him, and I didn't grab the ball the way I wanted to, and so I overstrided and just threw it straight into the ground. Well, and, then, and the second part of that, though, is, okay, so there's a period of time there where you're angry at yourself you're, you're, for a few seconds anyway. You're frustrated. Can you try to just describe how you, how you flip the switch back to, like, okay, next play? Yeah, I mean, in this league, that's what you have to do, good or bad. Uh, it doesn't matter what happened that last play. You have to you have to go out there and, and do it even better that next one. Um, and so uh, even though it was such a bad moment in the game where we could have taken the lead and we didn't, the defense ended up getting a stop, um, and then I turned the ball over, and then they they scored. But we were still only one score down. So whenever you still have a fighting chance, you just got to believe that you're going to go out there and make it happen. And uh, I thought the guys stepped up to the challenge, made some big plays happen there at the end of the game, um, and we were able to find a way to win it. Is it fair to say that Travis got his swagger back again? 
I, I mean, I, if that guy loses swagger, I don't know what swagger is. He always is. He has that swag at all times. Um, I got, like we said, I mean, he's gotten double teamed and, and, and tackled off the line of scrimmage uh, for, for the last few years, but especially this year. Um, and I thought him and Tyreek just continue to battle, and they, they find ways to make big plays happen um, whenever their numbers called it in the games. Patrick, I'm with German Media, sorry for going off topic for a second. Um, with the Chiefs expanding to Germany uh, next year, is there any kind of relationship you have with Germany? And what do you, why do you think it is German fans like Chiefs? Yeah, I mean, I've had, I've had a little relationship uh, with Bayern Munich, um, being able to talk to some guys on that team and then talk to some of their coaches. Uh, I mean, you have to respect uh, that, that sport over there. I mean, the fandom, um, the way they pack that stadium, the, the type of athletes that play that, play that sport – um, I mean, it's it's awesome that hopefully we'll be able to get over there one day and play in front of those fans and see what that atmosphere is like. Uh, Thank you. Patrick, you talked a minute ago about that sequence where you uh, threw that incomplete on fourth down to Hardman and then uh, the interception when you guys were passed up. You talked about bouncing back from it, making it sound like it's no big deal. I mean, is it really that easy? Is that an easy thing to, to fight back from in a game like this? Whenever you have a fighting chance, I mean, it has to be. If you want to be great, um, if you want to be a part of a great team, uh, you have to believe that until that final whistle blows, uh, that you have a chance to, to go out there and win the football game. And obviously, it sucks in the moment. I mean, I, knew, I promise you, I felt as bad as anyone uh, about that throw in that situation um, and knew how bad it looked. Um, but you get another chance in this league. Um, it's not even if it's just the next drive, the next game, whatever it is, you're going to get another chance, and you better be ready for that moment. Patrick, you've had offensive success this year against the Raiders for twice, um, and, and been a little bit few and far between besides them. How important was it to do it against another team in this spot, those third and fourth quarters, and then how much confidence can you gain now down the stretch after that? Yeah, I mean, doing it against a division opponent that's kind of studied you the whole entire offseason, um, and it's a really good football team just in general and good defense uh, and good defensive coordinator, um, it definitely gives you confidence. I mean, it's, they're playing the same coverages that people have said it kind of gave us their struggles. Um, but it all comes down to execution, and I've always said if we execute, we can we, we can score on anybody. Um, but it's going to take us executing every single drive, and and uh, we did at the beginning and at the end. So we got to figure out a way to do it for the full entire game. Here, Patrick. Uh, earlier this season, it was what's wrong with the Chiefs, and now you're the first AFC team to get ten wins, and you probably locked up the division title tonight. How gratifying for you is this turnaround game to experience such a thing? Yeah, I mean, I think it shows the character of the guys in the locker room. I mean, we've my first few years has always been jump out to these early leads with a lot of wins and then kind of try to coast almost into the playoffs. Well, this year it was the opposite of that. It was we're going to have to battle every single week um, to, to get to where we want to be at. Um, and the job's not finished. Uh, we got three more regular season games, I believe, and then going into the playoffs. And so uh, we got to find a way to continue to get better and better and try to build that momentum into the playoffs. That two-point conversion seemed like it took about 30 seconds. How many reads did you go through and did Clyde just kind of break off his react to your, your scramble on that play? Yeah, it's, it's probably crazy because I think McCole, uh, Travis, and Tyreek were all open, and I didn't throw it to any, any of them. And then Clyde, who was supposed to be blocking, actually ran and caught, the, caught it. So uh, it's one of those on film where coaches would be like, what were you seeing? And I was like, I saw them all open. I just for some reason didn't throw it. So uh, and we, we got two points regardless, and uh, we were able to move it to overtime. I don't think we lost it. I mean, we we didn't win those games kind of at the early part of the year, but I mean, we always had the confidence that we, we knew we had the guys in the locker room to win them. Um, so, uh, I mean, I think we're still building on trying to become great. 
Um, but uh, I think we got the guys to do it, so I'm excited for the challenge of these last few weeks in the playoffs. Last two. You had a few like long drives, yeah, you have to. You, we've we've had to learn that. I think that's been the biggest thing this season is we've always been this like big play team that's had short drives under three minutes, whatever it is. And uh, with the way defenses are playing us, you have to learn how to take it uh, the the short stuff and and do these long drives. And I think it's built it's made us better um, because we always have the big play. We're always gonna have the chance to make the throws on the field to Tyreek and McColl and all that different type of stuff. But if we can show everybody that we can drive down the field uh, methodically um, with patience. Um, I mean, that'll be hard for defenses to stop. Patrick, you, you've mentioned Kelsey being an old man, but what about him as a route runner makes him so unique that allows him to find space and really leverage defenders can open? Yeah, he's just he's, he's so slippery with his routes. Um, it's it's hard to even imagine his shoulders start rocking. And that's why he can dance, I think. But um, he he he's running, and he, it looks like he's running slow, but he's moving fast. And I think you've seen that on some of the long runs that he has. Is people even take bad angles on him, and they don't understand where he's going because he's he doesn't look. He's moving fast, but he is. And so uh, he has understanding for the offense too, which helps out a ton. He knows how to run routes, get himself open, and others open. Um, but he's he's learned a lot in his career, and he's gotten better and better. It seems like every year. All right, thank you. Thanks a lot, Patrick. Thank you. Smiles, baby. <laughs> I'll tell you what, before uh, before anybody asks me anything, I just want to say congrats to Tyron Matthew, man. My brother is well-deserving of Walter Payton Man of Year Award. Um, what he's done since he's been in the league on uh, every single city, including his home, uh, it's uh, it's encouraging and it's humbling. And it's um, the biggest thing is that he's, he's influencing people to do the right things with their lives. And, man, I can't be more proud uh, than, to, than to see him. Um, represent this this city and this uh, this organization like that. Travis, it doesn't seem like you're a guy that gets down when things aren't going well, when the team's winning. When, when I say that, I mean, for you personally, when, when you're not racking up days like you had today, it's still based on the past few weeks. Does, does that add a little something extra to, to the day you had today? Um, kind of ironic that you asked me that because uh, earlier in the day I saw, and Ted actually uh, pointed this out to me, I saw my brother um, give a speech about hope. And that we play a game of hope. Um, not only do we have to believe in ourselves, but um, we give a lot of hope and a lot of a lot of happiness to the people watching. And um, how fortunate is that, man? You know, it's um, it's pretty cool that uh, every single every single Sunday, and then uh, every now and then a Thursday or a Monday night, we get to go out there and uh, show the world how uh, how much fun we have doing what we do. And um, every single week, we just we just hack away. Uh, and that's what this team does. Um, we have great leadership, Coach Reed, great leadership, and all the coaches to, to just keep going and keep trying to figure out ways, you know, throughout the struggles, throughout whatever happens on the field. You know, you just keep leaning on your brother and uh, keep finding ways to, to get things done. And obviously, uh, that's what you saw today. I saw that today. I saw that the big guys started crying, man. I mean, when he gets crying, I get crying. I'm a, I'm the crybaby of the family, man. So for, to see him pour that emotion out there, man, that's all I was thinking about out there on the field, being down in the fourth. You know, just uh, don't let doubt seep in, and that's a, that's that's a life lesson right there. That's not just football. And where was that video from? Uh, I believe the Eagles, uh, Eagles press conference. Okay, just during the week. And Travis, Coach Reed, and. Uh, Patrick Moe was joking when he said, you look good for the old guy out there tonight. How did you feel getting back there and, and runs after the catch? It seemed like no one could get Coach Reed always reminds me when I'm, when I'm feeling a little sore. <laughs> Those, he keeps, he always just kind of throws a jab at me. He said, feel like you're 22 again, baby.
And instead of 32, I was 22 tonight. Travis, at what point did you at what point did you think touchdown as opposed to maybe just first down on that play? I'm always trying to get the ball in the end zone, get the ball as north as as, as fast as possible, and try and get that ball in the in the end zone. That's the, that's the name of the game right there. So I was uh, instinctually just trying to get extra yards, trying to put our team in a position uh, to keep moving the ball downfield. And then, sure enough, uh, just saw a lot of guys working to to get blocks downfield, um, and just uh, just find my way in the end zone. What does that What does that feel like when you? Get to the goal line. Feels like a 22 all over again. Man. <laughs> Travis, a month ago you said you got your swagger back. Uh, how would you describe what you did tonight? I think I think that whole situation was something that was fun at the end of a at the end of a game that was very meaningful. That we had a lot of uh, had a lot of fun uh, the entire night. It was kind of flawless the way we went about our our business. I think that was the Raiders, um, and it was it was just a lot of. Uh, Enjoying the win with my with my brothers, you know, a lot of people are saying that we're, we were down and out and um, I'm not saying by any means we're where we need to be, but it definitely feels like we're on track to, to getting there. And it's uh, in terms of our swagger, man, we always got that swagger, man. We always just keep trying to find ways uh, to get wins. Adam, Travis, do you feel like you're better at running after the catch than you were early in your career? And if so, what's behind that? Is that something you've worked on or... or- I feel like nonstop I'm trying to find ways uh, to just have an understanding of even when I get open and I catch the ball, uh, understand what coverage is there in, understand the routes around me to always have another answer. You know, when I catch the ball, now, you, now I know where to attack the defense. And that's just been something uh, throughout the reps, throughout uh, understanding the defenses that teams are trying to play against you, uh, where those voids are, where those pockets are to try and, you know, make a guy miss and get vertical. Travis, in, in previous seasons, it, it seemed like clockwork for you and, and Tyreek to have 100 yards of production and, and you get a, a big win. It's been a little fewer and far between for both you guys in the same game. How dangerous can you guys be when you, all three of you, Mahomes, uh, Tyreek, and yourself, uh, really get going in the game? We can move the ball down the field against anybody, in my opinion. Uh, Tyreek is the best wide receiver I've ever seen play the game, man. And that's without the ball in his hands and with the ball in his hands. He's he's ultimate fighter. Um, so is Pat. So is one five back there. He's he's, you know, through all the criticism that he's had this year, we find ourselves winning our seventh game in a row. Um, and that's that's just uh, that's just him leading us, and and and, and nonstop every single week, every single play of every single game, uh, putting the team on his shoulders to try and find a, find a way to get a win. The walk-up touchdown we talked about, but that 69-yarder in the fourth quarter was, was almost as big. Did you take a good play? A lot happened. You get held. Then the guy fell down, and you almost got in the end zone. It's just playing football, man. It's just playing football and trying to get the ball in the end zone. I know it was a big-time spark for us. I think it was a third down. Um, I believe it was a third down. And just being able to connect with Pat, uh, get the ball rolling, and, and keep that energy up. Uh, Travis, what would you consider the makeup of, of this team this year? Prior to the last few years, obviously Patrick came in before you. Talked about how they would always get out to a big lead and try to hold, you know, hold up and you know get get ready for the playoffs. But this, this year's team obviously struggled coming, you know, throughout the season before the seven game win streak and the manner in which you all are winning. What would you say? I feel like you can't really uh, say anything about the entire makeup of a team until it's all said and done. We're nonstop trying to grow and trying to become better and better every single week. And obviously there were some things that happened out there on, in the game today that we got to get better at. Um, might say, and I'll be the first one to raise my hand, even though you know I had a, a, a good game or whatnot. Statistically, there's still things that I got to fix. And um, with that mentality, man, you just keep getting better and better and better. Um, and that's uh, that's Coach Reed right there for you. All right, we only have time for a couple more. Kirby, go ahead. Hey Travis, fourth, 
fourth time over the past two seasons now you've faced this Chargers team with Justin Herbert. What are your impressions of how this rivalry between the Chiefs and the Chargers are going with him at quarterback over there? He makes this team, he makes that Chargers team one of the best teams in the National Football League. They always got a chance. And coming from a guy who has a, has the best quarterback in the league, myself, I when you have a guy back there as special as, as Pat, you always have a chance to win a football game. That's all you can ask for right there. You know, a lot of teams don't have that guy, and uh, they got to find other ways to win football games. Um, but when you have when you have the guy holding the football every single play, uh, being special, man, um, you got a chance, and that's what the Chargers got. Nate, Travis, given how the game is going, just how gratifying is on offense to give a win to the defense that had so many fourth down stops that kept you winning? Yeah, I mean, our defense plays their tail off. Uh, they've been playing their tail off since the, since the beginning of the season. They're figuring it out. Just like we are with a short week, with a, with guys getting hit with uh, COVID and everything like that, um, I'm just proud of the way this team handled the adversity or the uh, the ups and downs of the week, from it being so short and losing uh, key guys, key guys in key situations. And it's um you know like I said, just uh, just happy that we came out with a win. And kind of trickling off of that, from where you guys started this season to the turnaround and what you've been experiencing as of late, what's been sort of the message within your locker room that? has allowed you guys to make that push come down the I think the biggest thing that uh, that everyone has on the back of their mind is don't get complacent. We're still trying to find ways to get better and better every single week. And uh, with that being said, I mean, it's uh, the sky's the limit, man. You see, you've seen us, you know, ramble off seven wins in a row, and I don't even think we've hit our peak yet as a, as a team with, uh, with all of us playing uh, the best ball we can every single play. And uh, that's the exciting part. You just keep coming into work and keep trying to find a ways to get better. All season, teams been playing you, you know, double teams, being physical at the line. Uh, down the stretch today, you were pretty much wide open. Uh, was, was that surprising at all to you? Um, I think, uh, I don't know. I just, I just, I'm just, um, every single day you just, you go to work and you try and get ready for every scenario and situation possible. And then uh, hope that, you know, your instincts take over from there. And uh, I was very fortunate that, you know, the play calling, uh, to pass decision making, um, everything was kind of aligned uh, for me to be able to make plays down the stretch for our team, and um, you know, I put a lot of honor and a lot of pride in uh, being able to make those plays for Chiefs Kingdom, baby. Last one, Travis. Uh, Patrick said that after he I guess, used the term "dirted that ball," that you came out over to him and, and told him, you know, hang with it and you know, re- reference his heart. And I wonder what you did say and. and um, what, what it says about him that you see him over and over again come come back through after maybe some rough rough moments? I mean, we're all still learning this game. And Pat being his, what is it, fourth, fifth year? Okay, I can't even count him now. We've had, we've had a lot of fun games. Uh, it being, you know, his fourth year in the league, it's he's still progressing as a quarterback in the National Football League. Say it again? No, you're good. Yeah, so he's still he's still progressing as a, as a quarterback in the National Football League. And I think that that, that is... Go as with the reps that is go, he's going to find ways to you know handle adversity and all I can do in a situation like that is just be you know supportive bring the energy let them know that we still got nine minutes left in this game to try and find a way to score and try to find a way to, to win this ball game and um, you know I wasn't the only one there the, the offensive line this offensive line is special the mentality of this offensive line week in week out especially when adversity hits is special and uh, when we all rally together like that, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Thanks, Thanks guys. Oh, and congratulations to my brother Jason Kelsey for getting Walter Payton Man of the Year. I forgot to say that as well.
Yeah, I feel like we've seen this story a lot of times uh, in my four years here. And, uh, you know, hats off to those guys, the way they work and the way Coach uh, Reed puts us in these situations in practice and camp and stuff like that. So it kind of comes natural uh, in a way in the game. So uh, he give us the toughest situations in practice. So when times like this in games, you know, we've seen it before. Yeah, and I think as a team and as a defense, we're a lot better now than we was, uh, what was it, week two or three in the season that we played uh, them. Uh, and we knew they was going to go for it on fourth. It's not just on uh, versus us. They do it versus everybody in the lead, and uh, they treat, you know, second downs as in third downs and third downs, like fourth downs. Like, they just – they're going for it. So uh, we knew it. We had a plan. Uh, we wouldn't kick, sub a lot of guys in and out because it was going fast, and we had a plan, and we executed it. Anthony, did McCarver be a part of having three goal line stands in a game? I, I think that's that's what you guys did uh, three times inside the five that uh, they didn't score. Yeah, uh, no, Anthony. not as long as I've been playing football. Uh, that's pretty impressive to you know to hold a team. Uh, I think uh, one was overthrowing. Uh, Dan had one, and I think Ben uh, recovered a fumble on one. So, yeah, that's very impressive. And that's that's three. Like I was saying early in the season, uh, you get you make them kick field goals or turnovers in the red zone. That's huge. They can easily have you know nine more points, and we you know we probably sitting here with a loss. So uh, just hats off to guys fighting you know all the way to the end. Anthony, uh, Patrick struggled a little bit for two three quarters in this game. Just how much belief do you have, and how much chatter is there defensively that we keep giving Patrick chances that eventually he's going to get cooking? Uh, to be honest, I didn't think he struggled. I didn't I didn't pay no like really attention when the offense is out there. We we're too busy trying to you know correct what we done wrong or what we did right and. Uh, and to be honest, Pat is probably the last guy I think we were worrying about. You know, he, he does his job uh, night in and night out. So uh, it was never a doubt, uh, especially with Pat Mahomes. I think it's been a while since you had an interception. What, what was that like when you take us to that play? Yeah, it, uh, it was pretty easy, to be honest. Uh, we had a little cross dog, me and Nick. Uh, Nick matched the quarterback hand so perfectly and tipped the ball. And all I had to do was just, you know, cradle it, cover it up. So uh, uh, it, it was – it was nice to get one, uh, especially what has been. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. So, so it's, it's, it's been nice. I'm going to take that one home to my daughter. So. Anthony, what can you say about the effort that Nick Fulton uh, put in tonight and what you guys were able to do? Oh, yeah, he's, he's all over the field. Uh, I'm not sure how many tackles he had, but, geez, he's, he's been all over the field, TFLs, uh, you know. Sideline to sideline, um, he's going to be a, a great player here in this league for a while. Uh, Anthony, just from watching it, and as a defensive player being out on the field, when the team continues to go for it on fourth down instead of what you would say take the point, mm-hmm. what goes to the defense? Might and were you all shot? I guess every time you all stopped them that they didn't go for a field goal versus trying to go for a touchdown. Yeah, I mean to be honest, no disrespect. I mean that's just their game plan. Uh, we, we're not. We just. That's just what it is. Uh, uh, they don't want to kick field goals and they want to go for it. You got to make them pay. Uh, I mean, this lead is versus our offense. You need points. So if you, we're making stops on fourth down, you know that's good for us. You know, and giving Pat and them, you know, extra possessions. But uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, in my opinion, you probably should just get points anytime you can. But you know, s- some people have built their team and their culture, you know, differently. Last two, 
guys have a track record in the last few years of kind of playing your best this time of year. I'm just curious, what goes into that, the process of practice or meetings or whatever, and can you see that happening? Can you feel it happening before fans can, before you see them? Yeah, I just think we continue to work. Um, sometimes it's not going good. You know, we just keep working. Uh, and then Coach Reed does an amazing job of taking care of our bodies, uh, you know, shortening practices, uh, taking the pads off during the week. So all that stuff comes together. And we got a lot of vets and a lot of guys that played a lot of ball. So uh, we're, we're, when, we, when we take the pads off and we get that extra, you know, time to ourselves, we take care of our bodies. So uh, I think it's just a hats off to everybody in the organization from, you know, from the GM and the owner all the way down to all, all the guys and, and coaches uh, just taking care of your bodies and your mind and so you can keep improving. Last one. Anthony, you obviously played tonight without Chris Jones and also Willie Gabe. What was Chris's, Chris's message to you guys? Because he obviously didn't travel here with you. Mm-hmm. What was his message to you before you took the field tonight? Uh, to be honest, I, I didn't talk to him. Uh, I just sent him a text and, and telling him to get healthy and, uh, uh, you know, with the, the COVID and stuff like that, just telling him. Uh, that I'm here if you ever if you need something things like that. It was more personal than football, uh, but I'm sure if he had a message, you know, <laughs> who knows what it could have been. But uh, I'm sure he was watching, cheering us all along. So, uh, you know, we're just excited to get our brother back here soon. All right, thank you. Now you guys take care. More to dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.